Okay, I hit record now, Steve, so. Oh. <laughs> really? You missed all that? It, like, I did, like, a really good freaking intro. It was a good oh. intro. Do you want to try again? No, I mean, it's kind of, like, <laughs> died down. Like, my excitement fizzled. Walk away from the table and come back, and then you'll fill it Welcome again. to your creativity world. I'm Steve. I'm Dylan. I'm guest host, Jessica. And, Dylan, who do we have today? We've got Wes Austin. He's come to, came back to the podcast. He was on episode 80 with me and Terry when we recorded over at Wise Guys, January of 2020. So just on the cusp of reality still being what it was. So apparently your second trip is to the shitty chocolate shop. So like, so like you, you gotta do like the really cool, like you're like wise guy comedy and now you're stuck here. Hey, you guys have all the chocolates. I walked in and thought, this is amazing. It smells, it smells like Disneyland in here. I, Just how can you self-deprecate chocolate? I didn't know that was a thing. Well, I mean, I eat it all freaking day. I eat it all day long. Yeah, this is my world. Shouting from the rooftops instead of like, meh. Man, we have potential. We have potential for goodness, <laughs> but I mean, Wise Guys is pretty cool. I don't we have can, a stage. Listen, there's no law that says you can't both be cool. That's true. Although, if you just caught us like in the middle of our conversation, <laughs> we were discussing the proper law and the bad law because somebody thinks that mainstream media is crazy. That's me. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like on the I'm fence. Ha- yeah, I might go either way. Like, see, I think sometimes the more crazy, the the more accurate. Really? Yeah. Wes, give me we'll an give example. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pro- prove it. You know, this, that's what my friend Marcus taught me. Is like the more extreme and controversial, it's probably more accurate. Hmm. Interesting. Such as Paul McCartney was switched. Um, at <laughs> one point, so like I'm pretty sure that like Paul is in fact dead. Welcome to Area 53 podcast, everyone. That's right. Mark, <laughs> Mark has taught. Me I didn't know that is the direction it was going to take. <laughs> you never know with me. It depends on how much chocolate or sugar I've had, like all day long. Uh, have you had your sugar, your sugar cookie? No, I did pepper? not have a sugar cookie yet, but I have had a quarter of a Dr Pepper. Well, there we go. Well, Jessica, before you get started, I want to talk to you about a concert you just went to deep in the Halloween spirit, Ella Hollywood Bowl, the other night. Uh, the deepest of the Halloween spirits. There is no other. I went and saw Danny Elfman at the Hollywood Bowl. His first two shows outside of Coachella. So he played Coachella in April. It was his first time on stage performing actual rock music in over 25 years. Wow. And so he decided, usually this time of year, he'll do like the, they put Nightmare Before Christmas up on the screen and he'll orchestrate it and he'll sing Jack's parts. Like last year they had Billie Eilish singing Sally's parts. Um, But this year they put out a press release and was like, we're doing this full Coachella show plus an extra hour. And I was like, I have to go to this. Like I became a fan of Oingo Boingo right as they were finishing. Like 1995 was when their their farewell tour happened and that's when I was a fan. So I never had an opportunity to see him. I've seen the rest of the band because they come to Salt Lake every year, sometimes twice a year. They play at Liquid Joe's. Um, But this was was an experience at the Hollywood Bowl. Like it's still super surreal (laughs) that it happens. It was all lip synced. Totally. 
totally lip synced. <laughs> For sure not lip synced. <laughs> so, what do you want to know about it? <laughs> How old is he now? He is almost 70. And he had, like, full energy the whole Super time? Super muscles. Like, he's, he's so cut. <laughs> Does <laughs> no he have shirt. a pacemaker? Uh, no, not that I am aware of. Like, he grew his hair out. He got super big muscles and more tattoos and played with his shirt off for two hours. <laughs> like, it was amazing. I saw Billy Idol uh, a few years ago, and it was very similar. Like, chiseled and just could rock it. At 70. 70, almost 70. Yep, he's 69. Okay, I remember my grandpa at 70. Right. And running into him, like, when it... It was not chiseled. Yeah, I, I agree. <laughs> I was, it yeah. was just, there was a lot of drooping. Yeah. And I don't know, I don't know if he's a grandpa. I don't know if his kids no, have kids. No, dude, he's 70. He's no, I know, them. but he has, two, he has two kids, and I don't know if they have that kids. That you know of. Yeah. So. <laughs> he's a rock star. He might have more. <laughs> yeah, he may, he might may have, have more. Yeah. He may have more kids than that. <clears throat> yeah. Anyways, it was amazing. The crowd sucked. Uh, I actually had told a coworker before I left, I was like, this is going to be so awesome because everybody that's there, like, wants to be there, like, have waited so long for this moment. I don't know if I have ever sat at a rock concert where, like, 90% of the audience is sitting. <laughs> I was like... Because they were <clears throat> 70. Like, the audience <laughs> was 70. They were, like, freaking, like, it I mean, matter. they've had their hips and knees replaced. Are you telling me you're going to go to Rolling Stones and people are going to be sitting the whole time? Like, eh. They're older. They're way older. Okay. Well. Just saying. <laughs> Anyways, it was amazing. It was very surreal. They, he played 32 songs between Holy his career crap. with Oingo Boingo. All that he played, stuff from... Um, Beetlejuice, Pee Wee Herman, uh, Edward Scissorhands, several other scores, like he did Spider-Man, recently he did Doctor Strange, um, and then his new solo stuff that he released during the pandemic. So it was awesome. Nice. That's better than a lot of the other Facebook feeds I saw this weekend of concerts. Bad concerts this weekend? Oh, yeah. Really? Who? Well... I did see a concert somewhere, I think, New Mexico, of Corey Feldman at some some fair. I think it was some fairground in it. And he was, I did not see Corey's Angels. He was supposed to play Liquid Joe's. And I mean, my wife got tickets, but it got canceled because he got like a death threat or something. But I was kind of excited to see how horrible it actually was going to be. I once did meet him and got a picture with, Corey's Angels, who apparently he just Craigslists at the city he's in to get really? his little. He Craig... doesn't have like a group of people, like oh, girls no. that travel with him. No, <laughs> so they're just like look. He may have the uniforms, but he just has he just Craigslists. Yeah, I thought one of them was well, his girlfriend. Is Craigslist even it a is. thing? Yes, it is. Yeah, they still have that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Welcome to the underground, Steve. <laughs> Craigslist is not the underground, right? That's like... Well, it was for a while. <laughs> the Craigslist. Wait, okay, so, but we started with law, and then I think that brings us back to Wes. Wes, you're an attorney. Yes, I am an attorney. I'm actually a patent lawyer, so... So when Dylan and I get sued, can you represent us? Or do we have to come up with a patent... And then you can represent us. You'd have to come up with an idea for a patent, and then I can help you get it. 
But then if you need to sue someone, you'd have to go to somebody else because I don't really do that. I help people get patents, but not really enforce them. So I'm pretty much useless uh, is what I, how I would put it. Um, Wait, what kind of lawyer enforces them? Like I kind of talked to you before we started about what you do, but who would then enforce that after you're like, hey, we already built this and you recognize that somebody is yeah. like, creeping it, on mo- you? Most likely it would be a patent attorney, but they specialize in litigation. Oh, gotcha. And when you help people get patents, you kind of specialize in prosecution. So, but we're the kind that don't get any respect from anyone um, because we don't go to courtrooms very much. <laughs> but the guys who sue people or help people when they get sued, they're like the fancy, cool lawyers who have the nice I, suits and the BMWs and stuff like that. Well, speaking of outfits, you know, like we're like a shirt and tie to every open mic, every stand-up show. I used to. So I used you, to. You've loosened up. I don't do that anymore. Like when I first started going to open mic. It was always right from work. So I would go with my tie, nice shirt, cufflinks. Oh my, I, I would wear cufflinks to open mic night. And I'm like, why does everyone hate me in this room? Aww. I think they're gonna murder me. I just, it took me forever. It took me forever to finally get out of that. And it was the pandemic that did it. So when the pandemic hit, we started working from home. And so I was in leave. Oh. Honestly, I was probably in shorts and a t-shirt, but I thought, well, I'm not going to get up. And then the shirt with the tie at the top, just for the <laughs> Zoom calls, you can at least have that. I would, some, I would sometimes put so my top half looked okay for, for a Zoom call, but because I wasn't dressed up at all at home, I started going to open mic night, just dressed casually. And I just felt, I thought, oh, I, it doesn't feel like people hate me quite as much. I mean, there's still some hatred. There's still some, but not to the extent I felt it before and I thought okay I'm not going to I'm not going to wear a tie anymore I'm going to What was the anger coming from? Where was that anger? Uh, it could have been in my head or it could have been this guy looks douchey. He's getting up there and tie shirt You could have sent them all a bill per hour. <laughs> and then like so every audience has been like, eh, that's 150 bucks." Like this advice is Yeah, you <laughs> should I think sometimes when I get frustrated, I would try to calculate my billable hours spent for that night. How much I wasted to just get completely bomb and have people just, yeah. Do you do that with your YouTube videos too? You were telling me how extensive they are. That's how I think. Oh man, if I was working, making a cake, this is how many hours (laughs) I would have taken. (laughs) No, I stopped doing it. It was too depressing when I was like, wow, that was insane. But so that's when I stopped dressing up and it felt a little bit better and I don't I honestly don't know if it was just in my head that I felt like the crowd didn't like me as much when I was dressed up or if th- there was really some kind of like this guy seems a little little douchey so either way I feel better not having it on so I've not been wearing that since then you could just get a clip on just in case you need it for an emergency yeah. <laughs> and it's like it's kind of there right by the water like, but it, it, yeah, okay, I should have gotten mode. one of those, you know, the T-shirt with the tie. With the tie printed I on should, it. I have should have had that as like a middle position where I started wearing that to open mic. That could have and been like just a went, stick. Yeah. yeah. He's the, you know, kind of kind of lawyer who's trying to get into comedy. <laughs> no, okay, but see, okay, you're an attorney. You have a good gig going. And so, like, you don't have to go to a comedy scene. To have beer and crap thrown at you, like the beer. Did you see that comedian that had a beer thrown at her? 
Oh, wait, I think I did. Yeah, it, this is kind of recent. Yeah. Uh, you, yes, yeah. I mean, so you had a good cush job with your Mercedes and then all the other guys in the boardrooms. You could have kept that life, but you wanted to go into comedy? He wants yeah, both. I do. I, 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 I'm, I felt like I had this creative... I wanted to do something in comedy, and I, I hadn't been doing anything forever. And I, it was just kind of life was getting it was just was not fun because it was just work all the time and i finally got out and started trying to do comedy and it felt good to to start trying to express the creativity even though you eat it hard for a very long time open mic is tonight i probably will eat it hard tonight but sometimes it goes well so sometimes it works i just think that's amazing and you created a tv series discussing this scenario yeah, yeah, so I made, yeah, this was, it was a, it was a dumb way to start, but <laughs> I, so I was working crazy hours, and I thought, I kept thinking I should try to do something else, but nothing would get me excited enough to get out of the office, and then I had an idea, I'm going to make a web series about a patent lawyer who wants to be a comedian, which is just, I know, it's crazy, like, instead of buying, for your midlife crisis, you might buy a Porsche or something, I didn't do that. I spent all that money on a web series, basically a really expensive home video. No, that I think you're <laughs> genius. I think you're genius. Yeah. Like, that's amazing. Oh, thanks, Ben. Thanks. <laughs> I, I, that's what I did, though. That's what I did with all of it and shot it myself, hired people in Utah, did like two seasons. And yeah, some people were really supportive, which was great. Other people would look at me like, what? What are you doing? Like. I'm a patent lawyer and I'm making a TV show. Like, you are nuts. Like, but just what? The just the premise of that, though, like, you, you feel like you're just, like, an, an ordinary person, right? You're like, oh, like, my division of the law is just so basic. But at the same time, all of the rest of us are basic, too. So we're like, oh, hey, this dude is, like, doing something cool and, like, making a movement to, like, something he has passion for. So it becomes immediately relatable to an audience that you wouldn't think that it would. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I think like there are some people where they think, hey, that part of should I pursue my dream, even though I have all these other things, it kind of resonates with a lot of people because they struggle with that exact same mm -hmm. question. Yeah. And so I think it's it's been fun to hear people talk about, should I start doing this? And I say, yeah. Because I did, and <laughs> you should do it now. Don't wait until you're, you know, nursing home. I mean, you can, but starting earlier would be better. <laughs> there are some really funny old people on TikTok. Let's be, let's be honest. <laughs> but it's probably like their grandkids that have like pushed them into being like, "Hey, I'm gonna, yeah. we're gonna record you now." So, <laughs> but when when you even started, TikTok wasn't even a huge thing, was it? It was just still starting. I don't even, I don't think it was even around when I started. Um, when did TikTok come about? I because we shot my okay mainstream media media lady when <laughs> TikTok is not mainstream media. I know it's controlled by the Chinese. Because <laughs> I think we started <laughs> filming the IP section, the pilot in 2014. 2014. Yeah, no and you filmed yeah. the pilot out at West Valley. Yes, so we shot it at Wise Guys Comedy Club when it was in West Valley. Yeah. And then it was a few years later, I actually did the season one of the web series and then season two. 
I don't know when TikTok, I swear TikTok wasn't it was, a thing so yet. So it, the app started in 2016. Okay. But I really don't feel like it super took off until like right around okay. the pandemic. So. Okay. Yeah, I yeah. think after Twitter killed Vine yeah. is when it started yeah. rising in popularity. So. Um, I have actually been banned from TikTok, just so you know. Are you serious? I'm dead serious because <laughs> I'm so you dangerous. You banned from I'm TikTok. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, my, oh, okay, I'm going to try not to use Wait, foul okay. language. Wait, okay, this but is going to get us banned. Okay, no, let's no. go. Let's well, dig into this. It just, <laughs> it just pisses me off because I don't feel like I'm super dangerous. I'm Like my friends at the club laugh. They're like, wait a minute, you got banned? I'm like... Yeah, and they're just like laugh hysterically because it's like a badge of honor, like, right? Did yeah. they send you a certified letter? So I went to log in one one day, and it just came up and said, "You've been banned for violating community guidelines." That's it, and I've I've submitted multiple requests to have it reinstated, but I have no idea you what video it was. Who? And it pisses me off because I, I'd actually gotten up to I don't know like forty six thousand followers or something. I. I was getting a little bit of movement and then just, oh. Well, and that's, <laughs> I, I feel like in this situation of social media that it is, I use the word dangerous lightly because anybody can report you, right? If they don't agree with you. And if they're yeah. like, oh, and there's no, I mean, I, I always hope that there's like people behind the scenes, like paying attention to reports that are coming in, but I can't verify that. But like, in May, I took my cousin to Disneyland. It happened to be over Mother's Day weekend. And I posted, hey, thanks for letting me kidnap your wife. But guess who got a, Guess who got in Facebook jail for like no way. for like a month? Because I used the word kidnap. <gasps> well, yeah, don't like, kidnap like <laughs> kids. That's what, it's she's, not, it's she's not an adult. Mother. She's in her 30s. So. Kidnap like your niece or somebody. No, she is in her 30s. It's my cousin. And but, could, could but you, know you what I mean? So, could you appeal it or no? No, I had to just like wait out the process. Like I could do certain things, but there were other things I couldn't do. So okay. It had like all these regulations and I was like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I kind of wish that they would have sent you a list of appropriate words you could have used. Right. Like, like you wouldn't I even read apprehended the... Or I apprehended or I used Ziploc ties with my niece at Disneyland. My cousin. I, but it's context, right? Had they looked at the post, they would have been like, oh, like. Yeah. We, anyways, so that is lame, is yeah. my point. I think, I'm sure they have AI doing it. And if they catch certain words, it's just oh, bam, sure. you're flagged and you're gone. Yeah. And if they had a real person looking at it, I'm confident they, they oh, he's just making me. jokes. I would this totally is, do it. <laughs> I yeah. want that job. Let's get an attorney. <laughs> <laughs> I should send him a nasty letter. I wouldn't know where to send it. I have to. Oh, submit we'll find it. you an address. You can send that like Esquire, right? Like it could be oh. fancy. Yeah, yeah. Yes. I could put the little Esquire. I could yes. use my letterhead. Oh. I could send him a nasty. Yeah. <laughs> okay, and you should probably charge interest or like a penalty fee because like you've been losing out on like possible leads. Oh yeah, I think I would have had some good growth, so I should. Put some damages Let's, in like that. conservative figure that into your letter okay yeah i will you're gonna start <laughs> representing tiktok soon and like it's, you can say i'll waive this if you if you let me represent you on this <laughs> that's what i should uh, say on this i'll drop all these things if you'll be my client and uh <laughs> the, okay so when you're writing a joke what do you define an amazing joke 
what traits or what steps or is there a certain pattern that you you try to build the, the way I do it is I usually start with something that I think about so I'll usually write things down throughout the day if I have something weird or funny happen I'll stop and write it down so I know some people do their writing where they like sit in a room and like okay I'm gonna write jokes right now for me that doesn't work as well I kind of I don't know if it, I get too stressed out and I just can't think of anything so I keep my phone with me all day and whenever I have a funny thing happen I'll stop I'll write it down and then I try to maybe throw out the premise at, at open mic and just see if people chuckle a little bit and if there's something there. And if they do, I'll try to build on it and add more to it. And sometimes they don't. I'm like, oh, that was not funny. Okay, I better stop. First, but, so for somebody that's not familiar uh, with your style of comedy, how, like, how would you describe it? Is it a storytelling style? Like, how would you define it? Um, I do a lot of... Uh, like uh, I have family stuff because I'm a dad, have wife, daughters. There's a lot of family jokes with, with things that have happened with your family. Um, I've grown up going to a church all the time. I'm not going to say which one in Salt Lake City. Don't try to guess. You won't be able to. But so I have a lot of like. I don't see like the little Mormon like um, under a covering shirt shadow. But oh. he's wearing a dark shirt. <laughs> so you never know. It could be there or not. <laughs> You got to keep them guessing. <laughs> um, so I have that, but they're more, um, and they're probably a little bit more story type jokes. They're not, I don't do one-liners, for example. They're, they're usually a little bit longer and they kind of continue, hopefully, unless people hate me and then I just stop and like, I'm done with that one. We won't go too far because I, you are very political. And so, like, so I, a lot of your jokes are very political, and I know that there's extremes on both sides of that. Does that scare you? Or is there, have you found, like, a following in certain... Yeah, so here's, I kind of have, when I do stand-up on stage, I don't do anything political at all. It's all, like, stuff about my family or being a lawyer or, you know, church music or whatever. But Church the, uh, but on my that's pretty political. It is very funny. There, there's some, but, but when I started trying to do YouTube, which was four years ago, I, I first started doing like, okay, I'm gonna do these these long like ten minute videos about a legal issue, mm-hmm. very objective. I'd spend like twelve hours, a lot of research, a lot of graphics, twelve views. I mean, it was ter- it was terrible. Nobody would. And then at some point, this was probably about a year ago or something, I thought, I'm going to try these shorts. I have always loved Jon Stewart, yeah. which he's very far on the other side of the spectrum than me. But I, so I thought, I'm going to try to do something like Jon Stewart would do, where it's a quick joke about something happening. But I'm more conservative, so it'll be from my point of view. And so I did a YouTube short. You know, they're less than 60 mm-hmm. seconds. And I actually got a little bit of traction which was a miracle because I never could get anybody to see anything I've done ever to save my life. And so when that happened, I thought, okay, I hit something that kind of works. So I'm just, so I just kept doing that where it's, it's jokes about headlines, but from a conservative point of view, but I try to keep them quick. You know, I don't, and I do try to have a joke. I, I know a lot of people just rant and rave. I'm like, okay, Unless arguably it'll make somebody laugh, I'm just gonna not do it because I don't want to be a 
just a commentator who's upset about stuff. So I do try to make sure there's a joke in there. But you actually hit on a couple points too, even just technology. It, just in five years, te- how have you seen technology impacting comedians and like the different platforms that are out there? Oh, like YouTube Shorts. Is that a is that a good thing or a bad thing for comedians? I, I think it's great, like because you can get your stuff out there so much more efficiently if you, I mean, if you keep at it and work at it. Okay. I've only had YouTube shorts start to get a little bit of traction, but I've had a few. And so it's, it's great because you can get to reach so many more people. If you do something that's kind of funny, I think the the thing that's gotten the most views of anything I've done was there's a little clip from the IP section. Have you guys seen the, the web series that I did? I was watching some of those last night. There's okay. There's one I did. It's a, it's a funny little thing with Brian and Nikki. Something happens in the office. I think I posted that to Facebook. It's like a three, two, three minute video. I think we're like maybe seven or eight million views now, which is, so I've been getting not a ton of money, but I've, you know, I think the first few months was maybe a couple thousand dollars. And now it's maybe seven or $800 a month just off of that one video. So, so if you do wow. one that actually gets out there, it's crazy how many people will see it and how far it will go. But I don't have very many like that, but every once in a while, there will be something and that was just clips from the ip section put together in a in a smaller format for facebook and posted did you see that initially did you want to do it for a revenue source or were you just doing it for fun i was just doing it for fun yeah i didn't think i'd make any money ever and then i got a thing saying you're monetized on facebook and so i started getting a little bit of see now's when you I need mean, to start doing the lives and getting in those like super chats I, and I've heard those that the live stuff, yeah. Would be like, I should probably revisit up. that because yeah. I, yeah, I, I, YouTube hated those, and so I kind of stopped. But Facebook was, man, it's so hard because they seem to be mm-hmm. so di- like the, the the stuff that will do well on my YouTube Shorts, Facebook hates. Like I can't get any views at all on. There's Facebook. a lawyer that I watch. She says the exact same thing, and there's always like issues with like the streaming on Facebook versus like live streaming on YouTube and, and so. Yeah. It's hard because I don't want to have to do a separate video right. for every for single everyone. platform. It would just yeah. be like, holy crap. But you thought you were dedicating a lot of time before. <laughs> Can you imagine? This law thing is really getting in the way. Like, it's like totally it's, in the way. Yeah. Steven asked about technology and comedians. I want to know how, because the last time you were on their show was two months before everything shut down, three months before how has your comedy like how have you had to adjust your comedy over the last two years and how you're presenting it oh yeah i mean definitely with the pandemic i started focusing a lot more on online stuff just because that was the only way you could really do Mm -hmm. things i did try to do i don't know a few comedy shows where it was on like via zoom oh yeah and uh i hate i hate it i'm sorry (laughs) i hated those so much because you're trying to tell jokes but nobody's there everybody's muted so you can't hear anyone you can't hear anything were you on any of the wise guys um he did he did i think he did a few and i was on for like just a short shorter 10 minute thing and then i did i did a corporate thing they're tough because you're used to getting some feedback (laughs) and when everybody's muted I'm just sweating like I'm dying up here just (laughs) and then you're supposed to do 45 minutes and it seems like it's six hours by the time you get done and you're 
you're going through every joke you have because nobody's laughing. Did your kids at least clap for you, like, in the background? I mean, did you they have your wouldn't, kids? They weren't there. No, I was by myself. It was terrible. That's way tough. <laughs> so, so I think that probably also helped push me in the direction of the way I do my little YouTube shorts. Because I, I, I thought stand-up, for me, is like, that's not going to work via Zoom. I could, if you can record it with a live crowd, that's much, much better. But sure. kind of the pandemic stuff was like, this is... I'm bombing. Nobody, even if someone was laughing, I would never know because you just, they're all muted. So they're like, LOL. <laughs> yeah. I know. <laughs> we have a report then, coming in. But then you don't know, is it a sarcastic LOL or is it you know, like, oh, I don't Is it like LOL capitals or like LOL with like ellipses after? It's a pity LOL because they're just like, oh, there it says. Yeah. Did you? Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to ask if you're, what you were actually using as your subject matter also changed during that time, or if you stayed like pretty true to your style. Um, the only thing that I added some material for COVID and the pandemic, so I had some bits that were just just had to do with that for my stand-up. Mm -hmm. um, that's probably the only real change I had. Yeah. You could still use those. I still I still pull them out once in a while. I don't use them quite as much, but but um, every once in a while I'll I'll do those. Yeah. Where would be your dream gig? Oh. What's the venue? I would love to have my own show. Honestly, probably on on YouTube, where I could just do it like once a week, kind of like uh, John Stewart or John Oliver or something only my my kind of stuff but similar where you're just headlines jokes maybe a sketch i spent so much time doing some sketches i don't know if you guys i did this little star wars thing i got i got a whole imperial officer uniform <laughs> i did a green screen that's amazing and where then are you it just the money for this like, he's a well, lawyer well, yeah, he's a lawyer <laughs> Yeah, I mean, my wife was thinking... TikTok is going to pay big. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to get Death Star. I, I want to reuse that. I have the full costume. It. It's crazy. But that it didn't get much... It's so disappointing when you spend so much time and then it doesn't Maybe really do anything. Maybe you need anything. to start doing your shorts in the costume. <laughs> well, oh, I, my hell. I will get a costume <laughs> and come on and we could sit and like bitch back and forth about... like. It has to be sixty seconds. Oh my god, I can be the I can be the liberal side. Me and this like no. Me in a little like <laughs> me in like a spaceballs uniform. You in like a Star Wars uniform. <laughs> I'm just saying there's potential. <laughs> yeah, <a> little barf. <laughs> yeah, oh my gosh. <laughs> that would be funny. Oh man. Oh. So last time you were on, it was just you were just finishing up production on season two. So I want to hear about how season two was accepted by the audience after, you know, season one was out. I mean, the, the feedback I got from the people who watched season two where they, they loved it and they thought it was a little more fine tuned. I think we kind of figured out how to do production a little bit better because not a lot of patent attorneys kind of run shows. Okay, no, nobody does. No, so I think I got better. all that stuff? Like, that's oh, a lot of... YouTube? I was, I was watching YouTube videos. I got books to read on oh, filmmaking and production. I was reading scripts from different shows. 
it was like I was in grade school doing my own little report oh, on this is how you this amazing. is how you do a TV show. Yeah, it was early on too. We I had a lunch with uh, one of the Napoleon Dynamite producers, um, Jeremy Kuhn, mm-hmm. and he was great to give me some pointers and point me off in a few directions. And anybody who had anything to do with film, I would stop and be like, wait a minute, you're in film? Can I talk to you for like an hour? Can I just, because I would just need to know so many different things. And like, who do I hire? What, a line producer, what is that? So I was like, Do just, you need a folly artist? Because <laughs> I want to have that job. That would be a cool job. That would be I a think, way yeah. cool job. <laughs> best grip. I want to be a best grip. Do it. Or, oh, hear, best can... boy grip? Yeah. yeah. Is that, yeah. yeah. That's a good one, too. <laughs> so somebody up and coming, what, no, I would just wonder what advice would you give to some punk-ass kid that wants to do something like this? What's the biggest lesson you learned? Or I, the most valuable thing? I would probably say just try to stay true to what you want to do. Because the more, the more you kind of get veered off track from input from other people, um, it's not... The thing that you thought was funny or the thing that you wanted to share, the farther away you get from that, the less satisfying it is. It's like, and if it's going to eat it and bomb, you at least want it to be the thing you tried to do originally. Um, and I felt like I was hoping getting better, better at sticking closer to the, to the stuff that I was trying to do the later it got. I think that's great advice because how many times are you doing something creatively? And of course, like, you want people's feedback, right? But at the same time, like you're on, you're your own worst critic, right? And yeah. so you're going to be making the effort to make it better. And when you have all of that outside noise, it just makes it hard to keep pushing forward and being like, no, this actually is okay. Yeah, yeah. Like we had one, in one of the episodes, we had this uh, consultant who was consulting at this law firm and I had written the character a certain way and some of the other people who were on the crew were just like saying this is really d- the wrong way to do it. You need to do it a different way. And I'm so glad that I kept her where I thought she should be because that was the humor I was trying to get at. But I so, I so easily could have like, you're, you're right. Oh my gosh, this is terrible. I probably need to change it. Which is then it really wouldn't have been mine. And I don't know, to get that, I think when you're, my creativity, if I can't express it, 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 um, I don't know. It's almost like it makes me sick. I mean, it, mm-hmm. I don't feel as good. I don't feel like it's like I've got to get it out of my system. And if I end up doing what somebody else wants, it's um, well, and even t- mine. If, even if mine sucks, at least it was what Words. I was trying to do. Yeah. yeah. And you're telling your ver- a version of your story, so you know you you have the most knowledge about what what yeah. happened in those situations. And, and yeah. Yeah, I do remember, <laughs> this is one story. I do remember early on, somebody had a conversation with me. It probably was for about an hour and a half about why a patent lawyer wouldn't have a kind of a meeting that I had written into the script. He was not a patent lawyer. He wasn't a lawyer. He wasn't anywhere near the industry. And I'm like, <laughs> I could not believe that I had to, I was sitting here trying to convince him for an hour and a half that... That, no, this is real. <laughs> just, I don't know. I thought... Maybe just go with what I said, because I actually... Anyway, but that and stuff will happen all the time. How do you balance that, though, if somebody is giving you feedback, and you're like, do I take this, or do I just keep running with like what I know? Yeah, I mean, that's a good question, because I... What would Wes do? 
I would, I would take the feedback, and then I would just try to decide if it was helping me with what I was trying to do, or if it was starting to get farther away from it. Because mm -hmm. I get, you would get a lot of feedback from people, and you do have to kind of sift through it and chuck some of it, and keep some of it. And it's, it's it's hard because if you're a people pleaser, and I am, I try to make everybody happy. It's hard to not say great idea let's do that when something creative like some people are going to have some ideas that just would just make it a different movie yeah. a different oh, film 100%. you know yeah yeah on netflix there's a show that breaks down movies and one episode is about ghostbusters and you know the production did certain things where you know the name itself like they didn't have the rights for the actual name until like near the end where they just kind of like had to get it because it was everywhere yeah but like producers try to change stuff all the time and they would just like push their stuff through and it just ended up being what it was yeah yeah and now you can't imagine it any other way right exactly, like yeah. what if it wouldn't have been ghostbusters that yeah producers need to know you know about the production instead of like just looking at it and it's like no this didn't work for these other shows so it's not gonna work here like no Work, yeah. work a little harder at your job. Yeah. <laughs> I think we should ask that. What's your creativity to you? What does that mean to you? Hmm. Man, that's a... I, I, I feel like I've always liked to make people laugh. And like whenever I would have to, to do give a talk somewhere or share something with people or a presentation I was always thinking, trying to think about can I get a few jokes in here to try to make people laugh and so I feel like that kind of the creativity and express in, in helping make people laugh or, or share humor if I can do that I feel like that's I feel fulfilled with with showing my creativity or at least expressing it um, like because what I do for a living is I write patent applications so I am writing it's kind of like writing an instruction manual for a VCR or something that's 30 pages long. And so I'm writing, it's creative kind of, but it's not that, that making people laugh. You, you definitely don't want to make people laugh when you read your, when they read your patent application. This is how you're going to get your fame. You're going to be that patent lawyer that includes humor in his patent applications. So someday down the road, when someone's reading about some type of like electrical wiring that they're putting in a building and you put something funny in there, they'll be like, this lawyer must have been really awesome. Buried in the wall on a box somewhere. If you see this, and please vacate the building, it means you're in danger. I know Mike Lindell's pillow uh, patents might be interesting to, to read. Does he have some patents on the probably, pillows? Right for the pillow. Yeah, I, I would assume on some level. I'll have to. I'll have to there was a patent that I used to talk about in stand-up it was there was a patent on a a fart pillow and it's real and it was for people who had problems with flatulence yeah. and I read that whole thing they were not trying to make it funny at all I mean it was very serious it was uh it's a very serious problem <laughs> <laughs> I know I thought whoever had the guts to walk in and say I have invented this it would be embarrassing right because 
I'm going to be thinking, okay, who has the problem? Is it you or someone in your family? And I don't know. But they spent a ton of money getting this thing. It was. Did they get their patent? Yeah. That's amazing. Yes. And I've seen their product on their website. That is rad. It's incredible, but uh, I don't know. <laughs> this flatulent sleeping device. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I feel like the audience for that would probably be older people. I think I so. I don't know. I'm not that old, and I... You're golden. I just let them go. <laughs> Sometimes. It's the body. Yep. I don't fight it. <laughs> that can that can be dangerous. Was that the most unique patent that you've had come through your your um, space? And that one was I mean it wasn't one I personally worked on, but it's one I've seen. Um, most of the stuff I do, I'm electrical engineer, an electrical engineer, so I do kind of computer related wireless phone, you know, cell phone stuff that's pretty so it's boring. All current, no, but it's yeah, but it's very relevant. Yeah, so it's it's um, a lot of that kind of stuff that's not. Um, if I started describing anything, you'd probably just go to sleep immediately. <laughs> um, uh, my dad was an engineer <laughs> at a refinery. That, we call it dansplaining. That's, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, nice. Okay. Yeah. Do, do you carry a notepad around with you when these ideas come up? I just, use, I just use my phone. So, yeah. So, I whip it out, and I will usually email myself with mm. a quick, mm-hmm. here's my idea. And then I'll go through it later and think, okay. Let's see if I can make this work. Is that easier than like putting it on a recorder and like going back and listening to it? Originally, I had a recorder, mm-hmm. but I found that it was not as easy for me to get the sound over onto my PC and mm. listen to it as just looking at the uh, looking at the. Email. But I have started uh, using Marco Polo Marco with the best. a few of my comedian friends, and that's kind of nice to keep track of ideas because you quickly pull it up do a marco to your buddy hmm. and then you've got a record video so you can kind and of you can do the right to her, your phone yeah, yeah. and I, I like that so i've started using marco polo for that too i'm a big fan of marco polo <laughs> now, to talk about my day job for a minute i work at dry bar comedy and you did a specials and that oh, was yes that, that that's a different way how you can can construct stuff you know you do it for youtube all your layer stuff like that how is it building that set for that audience yeah so that was i think i did that one i still had my shirt and tie and i <laughs> and looked more like i don't think i did cufflinks oh, no cufflinks. okay i think i at least like let's not do the cufflinks that's a huge t- um i know that one i was trying to think of okay um dry bar needs to be super clean so i tried to i tweaked if i'm not dirty i'm but I tweaked a few words just to make sure it was super clean. Um, them a little bit. Yeah, yeah. And I tried to do the stuff that I thought might relate more to the dry bar crowd. Um, and so, yeah, I focused more on, on that, like some family stuff, some lawyer stuff. And I don't, know, I don't know how it's doing, really. I don't know if it's, I'm getting many views or so. I try not to check. It's but not my um, department, so I don't have any answers yeah. for you. <laughs> it's, it's blowing, blowing up. Sometimes oh, that, that's okay. blowing Sometimes up. out of sight, so out of mind hear. is better when it comes to creativity. <laughs> like because you're not nitpicking yourself. Like you're like, I I gave this, I gave what I could, and now it's out in the universe and have fun or don't. Yeah. It's I I wish that I would not check my views because yeah. it's hard. That it, it's it causes, ego. Let's talk about it. It's it, a little bit ego. Well, it's more, it causes... Not just you. I'm just yeah, in no. general. 
<laughs> I think overall it causes more sadness than happiness because okay. more of the time you're disappointed in your views. And even if you thought, oh, that was a good video, you're like, dang it. Do you, you know what? Do you feel that disappointment was greater when you were making the long form versus doing the short form where you're putting less energy? I can't say it's less energy, but what I would assume is less energy into 60 yeah. seconds. Well, I think, yeah, I think it was harder with the longer ones because I would do maybe one every two weeks. Mm -hmm. I'd spend so much time on it. And so the pain and agony of terrible views would just sit with me until I did the next one. And then it would suck as well. So then I would go on for like four weeks. So no, those were, and these are at least... I feel crappy for 24 hours or less. Oh, but and then I have the next one that I bump out. I think that, like, our times and everything change also. Like, if you look at a show like Arrested Development, that it, it fizzled. But then, like, years later, it was actually, like, it's more popular than it ever was. Even Shawshank Redemption, like, flopped in the, in the, the box office. Really? I didn't know that. That's but such a like, Did you know classic. Nightmare Before Christmas flopped at the box office, and now it's, like, cult? So I don't know if those views are what you need to pay attention to. And I think that it's your creativity of what you love, mm -hmm. and eventually the people will catch up to that. And like, yeah. that's kind of how I think. And I bet it goes in cycles and there's no pattern of what makes something huge at one point versus next year or two years from now. Well, and you're, you're all of this stuff now, right? Podcasts, YouTube, all of this stuff is, is uh, permanently on the internet, hypothetically. So yeah. people are always, they're gonna find it. Like I find podcasts that started years ago and I'm like, oh, I gotta listen to this whole thing or you know, a YouTube channel that you know, I didn't know existed. And I'm like, oh my gosh, did you know about this? And people are like, yeah, where were you like five years ago? <laughs> you know, so there are always going to be people that are gonna like stumble across it and, yeah. and you're gonna be like, oh, like I have new views. That's so cool, somebody found me. Yeah, I do love that because you've yeah. got, and with the SEO, if you happen to talk about a certain topic, mm -hmm. people will find it later. Like I did, one of my super nerdy videos was on um, a patent that people referred to it as the 666 patent. And it somehow tied into Bill Gates. Honestly, I don't even remember why. Um, oh, there the we go. It's the Microsoft patent. I saw your video, okay. right? Yes. Okay. No. Okay. Sorry, sorry, sorry. No, <laughs> no, no, no. I just saw the no, video no. while I was on his but, YouTube today. <laughs> sorry. It, so, but the, the thing, I remember the time it didn't, I don't think it did as well as then much later, something in the media started mm -hmm. going on. And so it got a lot more views because it was out there and people could catch on to certain keywords. And I noticed and that you were probably giving them information that was part of whatever those keywords were. I tried to like, oh. really drill into that patent because I, I actually knew what a patent was. So I, but at the time I thought, well, the, this didn't go that well. Yeah. But later, it, it because it is out there, yeah. sometimes things become hot, and I have no idea why it's the algorithm so feeds. Yeah, I have no idea how it. It's uh, on our YouTube channel. I interviewed the the reporter guy in Ted Lasso for a BYU TV project. And we okay. talked about um, Ted Lasso for like five minutes. Okay. And just on a whim, I cut out that section and posted that video. And we're like approaching 50,000 views now. Oh man, that's yeah. amazing. Yeah, and it was just like. And wow. why did you think of cutting it out? I mean, you, did you kind of think, oh, this, is it the Ted Lasso? It's relevant right yeah. now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think it was shortly after uh, 
season two was out. Okay. I'm like, yeah, might as well put this on. Nice. Bam. Oh, that's great. That's great. We're up to 100 subscribers. So my mom's told her friends? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Or my mom doesn't remember her accounts, so she keeps, like, renewing new accounts. That's how you so we're probably at 90, 99. Like. But you just hit a major milestone with your, your followers on YouTube. Um, yeah, I just passed I'm a little bit over 25,000 subscribers on YouTube. So, that's which honestly is a miracle because I was amazing. like four years in. And that's about where it is. But about a year ago, I think it was at 1,000. And then three months ago, I think I hit 10,000. And then now it's, so it's, I'm finally starting to get a little bit. So I'm just like, don't do anything different, Wes. Just keep doing the exact same thing. Just do not change. Do not. No, now you got to just start doing those lives and bringing in that super yeah, chat money. Yes, I need to do some lives. Get one of those plaques, the 100,000. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You need to get, yeah. I've got that on my wall. We can a little make picture one. Of, you know, if you need. <laughs> we can make one. <laughs> that's, we can get it patented if you need to, so we can get a plaque that's special to us. Yeah. But <laughs> if people want to find you, how can they even find you? Or um, Go to, I'm, I think my channel is just Wes Austin on YouTube, and then Facebook, Wes Austin Comedy. And then uh, Instagram, uh, Wesley.Austin2, maybe. But not on TikTok. Not on TikTok. <laughs> but he's got a website that links to everything. Oh, yeah, yeah. The IP mm-hmm. section, all of his social Yeah, WesAustin.com is my website, and then that links to everything. And are you going to tour at all? Um, hopefully someday I will tour. Yeah, my, my uh, focus right now, I'm hoping to get a big enough... Once I can get a big enough YouTube following, I'm hoping I can maybe leverage that into touring a little bit and having a longer form show. And then I would love to do a season three of the IP section. If I could ever get enough subscribers that I felt like I could justify doing another one, I would love to come back and do a third season. And a Christmas special. Everybody does a Christmas special. Oh, yes. Yes, for sure. I have tons of, yeah, that'd be fun. Before we wrap things up, I want to talk about the cast of the IP section. You had some great... great oh, yeah. Uh, so great. Rodney Norman. Yeah. And uh, Matt Madsen. Yeah. What was the, the auditions and stuff like that for that? Or so, you just liked them and said, this is what um, I was thinking for you. We did a casting call here in Utah. So we had local actors just come in. We did casting. And I, I remember some people were like... Uh, person out front they said some some of the people were talking about how weird it was that they were doing a casting call at a law firm so (laughs) it started off weird they're like so weird we're going to this downtown office building and it's up on the seventh floor and this is so bizarre and go back to this lawyer's office and (laughs) do an audition (laughs) i'm sure they were all really excited but um so we just did uh casting and we kind of found people that we thought would be fantastic uh, Rodney Norman, I knew him, so I asked him if he would, you know, do this little crazy inventor, <laughs> crazy inventor part. Um, and that Mad- Matt Madsen, uh, one of my friends knew him, and he said, this guy would be perfect for the Brian character. And so we just called him, and and he was willing to do it. And then, then the, your secretary on there, she's on Studio C. Oh, is is she on Studio C now? 
or she was before. She, she, she was might, involved at some point. Okay. Jess, yeah, like, um, Jess is great. She's fantastic. Uh, and then the, the lady who plays my wife, um, she's like the Megaplex lady that people, oh, yeah, the they see her at the, the movie theater and like, yeah. hey. She always has the bucket of popcorn yeah, before yeah. movies. Yeah. Yeah. So it's when I was definitely the least qualified out of anybody on there. but No, you won the Best Actor Award. I was, I about died. I don't know when no, that happened. You, I was like, what? They were out I, of their league. Like, they were not with the right crowd. You obviously were. <laughs> Thank you. It felt good, but I'm, I'm, I'm sure it was just like, oh, he was a patent lawyer. We should give him something because just look at what he did. I mean, on. <laughs> I just want to make a super like random comment. You these comments about like oh we're coming into a lawyer's office like isn't that a terrible like trope like you can't be creative because you're a lawyer and you got to be serious <laughs> and like I just think that's so fascinating because of perceptions that people have of, yeah. of people and careers I guess. Yeah, you wouldn't think of <laughs> when people hear patent lawyer comedian that's more like just an oxymoron. They're like, what? I don't even know. Do those just cancel each other out and you're just in neutral? You're just like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but you don't usually think of that. I so want you to be a trial lawyer and then like start going to trial. <laughs> and like, I'll just like get in trouble if I have to, just so that you can represent me, just to see <laughs> the reactions that the judge is going to have. And I'll be like, no, seriously. He's pretty good. Okay, <laughs> just wait till the intermission. He's coming. He'll, he'll be right back. Intermission. <laughs> Do they just, have intermission? I'll, I'll walk. Tri- we'll, I'm we'll pretty sure it's called own. a lunch break. We'll, we'll, we'll start our own. We're good. <laughs> Your Honor, can we take an inter- intermission for a second? Just to, we need to re- revive this. I'm going to tweet that out to LawTube this evening when I get home. From now on, the lunch break is now called intermission. <laughs> yeah, it would be the one lawyer who asks for a wireless mic, and then you start walking around. So when I was, you know, like doing your yeah. bits, you so saying. great. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. I, I can't. I need a wireless mic. I've got to move. I've got to move. But you could even like you could even get like <laughs> the, the rolled paper, today? like the rolled paper with the background of like a fake brick, like oh, a facade behind you. That it's would be a, the like, best. Whenever you're like, wait, just your honor, the jury cannot really appreciate it unless I do this. And then you have the Set facade. The that would be a super funny sketch to do. Like it would be. The, the lawyer who's a comedian and he tries to do that in a courtroom. You like you're that. stuck in both That'd be worlds. Super funny. And you can't yeah. like get out of either of them. You're yeah. just trapped in it. <laughs> this is your next, your next skit. I love it. That's such a fun idea. I feel if like I, none of that would work in real life because there's decorum oh. in court. So I'm Hello, sorry, Steve. You're way behind the times because it's going to work. <laughs> I'm telling you. So I am behind the times. Like Saul usually. Goodman. <laughs> yeah, the Saul Goodman. Yeah, he, he killed it in the courtroom and he was hilarious. He was hilarious, yeah. I don't know. It would be interesting to see how much of that would have worked in real life, but he definitely was. <laughs> I love that show. I loved it. Oh, yeah. this is season three. This is season three of your show. You're doing oh. this. <laughs> I just say it. You're oh doing my, That could be so great. If Turn I go, I get, so into, no I get into litigation that season, and then I start doing stuff like that. I probably would get fired in real life, but it would be at least one good. <laughs> go out with a bang. But I probably would get so much press from that event 
that it would be worth it because then my hopefully my followers yeah. would go. <laughs> You're like, I thought the bar exam was a bar. I didn't realize <laughs> that. Like, wait, really? This isn't a you're there with your, like, your social things. Your like beer mugs is showing up to take the bar exam. If you do it as the comedy special, like after I don't do drugs, I'm but I'm just saying if yeah. I did drugs, <laughs> I don't think I can do better. Yeah, <laughs> I know you don't do drugs. Sugar's your drug. Yeah, it's pretty bad. <laughs> you need a doctor, Pepper. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did you finish watching Better Call Saul? Yes. And without saying anything, how did you feel that the ending was? I mean, I I like the way they ended it. Yeah, I thought I love. Uh, oh, I just forgot his name. Who's the guy who did Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul? Um, uh, Brian Cranston. Vince Gilligan. Yeah, is it Vince Gilligan, the yeah. the writer creator? Writer. Yeah. Yeah, his I just, he's amazing. So he's almost like he can do no wrong. Whatever he does is going to be like just so good. Well, we've got a couple of more bonus questions. I can't remember if we asked you these back then, but we're going to ask you again. Okay. Who's your favorite Muppet and why? You didn't ask that, just so you know. Okay. As far as I got in the show, anyways. <laughs> I always love Animal because he was hysterical. I just loved it when he would play the drums and his hair's <laughs> flopping. Yeah. And then the other one is, it's weird because you played yourself but in the movie of your life who would you want to play you Ooh. i'm gonna see if this answer changed because i know your previous answer oh my did you oh now i'm gonna feel like nope. i have to be consistent <laughs> nope you don't have to because then if i'm not consistent bald. yeah no i want to hear what you're thinking oh it's almost three years later so you've evolved it's okay oh my. <laughs> this is so hard I feel like I'd have to... Is like a doppelganger that could top in for you? Everybody has a doppelganger. Um, Makeup is really good, too. Oh, who's the guy? He's one of the... the, uh, You know the superhero movie with like 50 different superheroes in it? Oh, like Avengers or something? Yeah. 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 Who's the guy with the bow and arrow? Uh, Jeremy Renner. People have told me that there's a similar... I don't know. He's much better looking. Not that job. I'm attracted to him, but he is better looking. Anyway, I have had people tell me that, that we might be, I don't know. Okay. I'll stop talking. I don't know who would play me. I probably would, I probably would want to play myself just because I don't, I probably would try to play myself, I think. You made an, so I'm just going to, so you said Matthew McConaughey prior. Oh my gosh, did I but really? But you actually I'm made so something, cocky. an interesting comment that I loved and elaborated it and you're like, like, let's talk about the director. Like, what director would you have, you know, represent your movie? Like, that would come in and be like, Oh, hey. I would, I would probably want to direct it. Okay. That's amazing. Well, I, no, that's amazing. I had somebody else directing season one, which was fine. But when you write something, mm-hmm. at least the way I am, when I wrote it, I have all this stuff in my head on how it works. And... A different director sees it differently. And when, when I wrote it and created it, I'm like, oh, that's not how it's supposed to be. <laughs> Mother. So I probably would want to do it because I would be pissed off if they didn't do it I the way I would I love that you written. love this side of the industry instead of just, like, the celebrity side. You're like, tell me who the person holding the camera is and who the... 
yeah dp is and who's catering like that's really cool thank you yeah. it's it's an incredible like the the collaboration mm -hmm. is insane on a, is. on a set you've got so many people everybody has to be tied in together to try to tell the same story and you have when you have the director and the dp and the actor all doing three different movies well it's gonna suck because you're <laughs> you're not synced <laughs> into like okay yeah. so yeah, it's so important. That's why I love award season because all of those people get their accolades and, and well, there's I just so want to know who's the best like, caterer. Oh, I don't know. I'm gonna oh, Google craft that. services. Yeah, that's Costa Vida. No. You guys, that makes such a big no deal. because <laughs> that could be it, too heavy, and then yeah. you're not gonna act as well. True. You guys, food makes a huge difference because everyone is so much happier if you have great mm -hmm. food, and if it's kind of not great everybody's like just kind of cranky rolls again <laughs> <laughs> hey don't knock those those are amazing you could have at least gone for the chicken salad croissant i think somebody brought in really yeah. fancy cookies once <laughs> to our set everybody was so just in awe. i mean there's it was just such an easy way to make everybody yeah. so much or a starbucks run or something mm -hmm. where it's a little thing but everybody's so much happier when you do things like that or chocolate, Steve. Chocolate. I know. I need to. I need to aspire for that position. Can I be in the craft service? Can I be it just one of the craft craft service people on your set? Oh, for sure. I mean, the yes. No, not everything. I'm, You're just getting one thing, and okay. it might be something shitty. But like, <laughs> I will just bring one item, and just so I can be on set, and I'll be like, no, we don't have that. And then it'll be like, we have decaf coffee. Or just something that nobody really wants. That's what I want to do. <laughs> He's like the he wants to I tap a hero. His way into your production. <laughs> I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna be that guy. That's the guy I want to be. Yeah, no, we don't have that. You see the morality, the crew's morale just go down and down as. No, I'm bringing like, that shit that. back up, man. Those crew, if they get bad, taser. Like I so feel like I mean that, that we'll get them back. You might have sure, no trouble finding production for, for your next episode. <laughs> yeah, of the show. second episode <laughs> won't go very She's well. Like, Why have my insurance cost? <laughs> <laughs> it's all on the dates that Steve is catering. The rest of the oh, the rest of the season, it was like cakewalk. Speaking <laughs> of your shop, Steve, we are recording in. I know. Sorry lobby. about the background noise, but you but, know. Yeah, it's open back up. Tables are open back up in here. Yeah. One to nine, every day. Yeah, I don't know, whatever hours. I mean, it, I, I mean it's like eight in the morning. I'm like, I really need some marzipan, <laughs> please. Like one and nine, Tuesday through Thursday, Fridays and Saturdays were open till ten. But I mean, I say that like I, you know, since COVID, man, nothing's permanent. Mm -hmm. So like, I just always believe that, you know, goalposts keep changing. So those are our hours currently. Yeah. Um, but no. I, what I like to do is I like to provide that warm, fuzzy feeling for the 10-minute break of the staff and, like, to bring that. That's what our shop t does. How did you guys get affected by the pandemic? Were you... It was crazy. It's still crazy. Like, we're still hurt. Like, we're, we're still hurting. Um, but I, I think that the, the main thing I've learned is that you nothing's permanent so like things to get like supplies to get 
chocolate. Like oh. the, the week before Valentine's, we couldn't get milk chocolate like anywhere. Like Guitard is a huge factory. Mm-hmm. They didn't have milk chocolate. So Jeez. it's like, you know, Caliboat was out of milk chocolate. All these different things. And I think that, Butter you know. now. It's that, but, and then yeah. we were in a society of now, 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 and I yes. want it now. And, and I think that really we all need to step back and chill a little bit and just kind of like what's really important, mm-hmm. um, you know, they, family and friends and the, the things that you can do. That's well, what's the, important. And what you're talking about, there's a bigger picture too. Like nobody's ever had to think about the bigger picture and where things come from, right? No. So a whole factory closes down because everybody has COVID and somebody's mad in the store because they can't find Nutella on the shelf. Like there's a process or, you know, the plastic packaging or, you know, there's so many little we, things. You know, People don't think about the big We picture. have an event tomorrow night. Those little, little tiny little taster spoons that you would mm-hmm. use for things. You can't find those anywhere. So it's like where you wouldn't even think I about that. Think and about so, that, yeah. and then you're like, well, you can use a big spoon, but it just, then it, pro- then it throws off your proportions. Mm-hmm. It doesn't look this right. Yeah. And it, it just is weird. But, mm-hmm. no. uh, but I actually think that is why it's so more important for people like you and like for what you do. And that's why I'm really glad that you came on because I think that everybody hears the, you know, the normal attorney story, but not everybody hears that you also want to be a comedian. And I think that that's important to the world. Mm -hmm. And I think that's important to us as a community and a society for us to like sit back and also enjoy. And you, you, you know that when you said you do it for you, like it doesn't matter how many views and that can be addictive, but really it doesn't matter if there's one because you're doing it for you. And if you're laughing, else really matters like it's like and i that is amazing yeah. like that's what i love hearing oh so. well thank for thank you so much that means a lot that means a lot the uh one thing i do that when you when you were just saying that it totally reminded me of this is when i make a video if i'm when i'm editing it and i'm still chuckling when i'm putting it together it's like okay <laughs> this is i'm happy doing this because it's still making me laugh you know and so I think, and that's nice because it's kind of day to day. If I'm laughing, it's good. And I'm not, I'm trying to not think about an outcome. Mm-hmm. Like I've got to get 10,000 views on this or I suck. If I just can get that little laugh when I'm doing it, that's, yeah, that's, that's great. That's greatest. Well, and it's like so important. Like the world is so like, I don't know, violent or like, you know, venomous. And it's like negative and attacking and like, I mean, we need more laughter and we need more of people that can bring that. And yeah. I think you do. Oh, so thanks. It's amazing. Thank you. I, I, I love the comments that I get when they say, I like watching your things because I learn something. And even if I hate it, I laugh at the end because of some <laughs> weird thing you've said. And I'm like, okay, good. So okay. You're, you find out a headline and then you laugh. Which I love. Even if it made him mad, they're like, okay, but I did laugh after. <laughs> so I'm like, good, okay, that's good. Well, no, yeah, keep, you're keep giving, doing. you said that it's, it's like leans mostly conservative, right? There are plenty of people who might be more progressive like myself that I'm still learning something. And those are the people that I feel that's an important audience on either side, depending upon who the yeah. comedian is, because there's something, something to learn on, on both sides. Yeah. It's like Steve's saying, tap that humor in, and it kind of like, it's like an icebreaker, right? 
oh, like I learned something. Yeah. And like I found the humor in this versus like, ah, fist in the air. Yeah. Well, like I said, I, I loved Jon Stewart. Mm-hmm. Like he's inspired me a ton and he's very on the other side, but mm-hmm. I still think he's hilarious and just, I will replay his old daily show with Jon Stewart's that are so out of date now, but I just think they are so funny. He did such a good job on those. Have you cut his Apple TV show at all? No. I haven't it's, really. It's basically the same thing. It's like is it? Okay. I've heard of it, but I don't, I just haven't had a chance to really start watching that. So I should, I should check it out. Man, I think you're amazing. And so oh, glad that we were able to talk. I'm going to appreciate good. it. Thank you for having me on. It's been uh, an honor to be here. So thank you. Go have a killer open mic. You're okay. not going to bomb. You're not going to bomb. I'm going to try not to eat it. <laughs> <laughs> We can, I can give you a chocolate if you want. And like you can, you know, then it's, uh, screw you. Just walk off the stage if people aren't yeah, like. Just take one just before. Take a caramel apple and be like, I'm going to eat my apple. Or this goes to the biggest applause, and then, uh, or I mean, you could bribe people too. I mean, yeah. I, I'm not below that. And then just throw it, and then just if you need to, see if it, it yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if I hear. Hit somebody in the other get, get your own six pack that you can throw back. Like if people are starting to throw. Oh yeah, that's it's probably where why I have a lot of lawsuits. <laughs> Never mind. And send Steve the cleaning bill for the club. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. his idea. <laughs> Sorry, Keith. <laughs> On that note, we'll we'll close it out. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, Steve. Thank you, Jessica. Thank you, Wes. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Until next time, everybody. Bye. What? what? Podcast is done, man. Ah, ah, ah.